jolly mom and jolly people Gone this minute past Yeah, ha, ha Let me on Oh, my mom, my mom What is the grandma? Why'd you go and leave me in Big Mamu? You left me for another alone and so blue Please come back, oh come back I know what I said, I did not say that No!
From this valley they say you are going I shall miss your bright eyes and your smile For you say you were taking the sunshine That has brightened our path for a while So come sit by my side if you love me Do not hasten to bid me adieu But remember the Red River Valley And the cowboy who loved you so Sit by my side if you love me Do not hasten to bid me adieu But remember the Red River Valley And the cowboy who loved you so true Southern coast or being where a man 
tall pine trees or the great snake plains with the prairie breeze. Or maybe I'm lonesome to see a Texas smile. I wish I was sitting right under the X in Texas. Right in the heart of where my heart must be. No matter where I roam, I never feel at home except in Texas. Under The Arnie State Show. It's filthy as hell. That is bona fide badass. <laughs> You're getting some ass. Yeah, baby. Call 775-357-FANS or 775-376-EZEZ. People, it is hump day. Happy hump day, hump day, hump day to all of my ass family. I hope that your morning is starting out spectacularly. I had a uh, uh, a coconut cream donut this morning, and it was fantastic. Another one in the fridge. Got ribeyes out, marinating for today. Today's going to be a good day. It's a Wednesday. Look, I got college football this weekend. I got to wait until Monday night to watch the Cowboys play. I'm just in a good mood today. I don't know why I'm in a good mood, I, 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 but let's just try to keep it that way, shall Ladies we? and gentlemen, Uh-oh. can I please have your attention? This I've just been handed an urgent and horrifying news story, and I need all of you to stop what you're doing and listen. Before we do that, can we say good mornings at least? I mean, hello. Good Lord, first one here today was Battleborn in Nebraska. He says, happy hump day. Ass family sure beats the piss out of Monday. Indeed it does. Then there's Hangtown Jen. She says, morning ass, it is hump day, hump day, hump day. And with Jen here, we have to learn our Chinese. Since someday they'll probably be taking us over, why not learn their language? Today's word in Chinese is shut up. Shut up in Chinese. That's what I said. Bi zui. Bi zui. motherfucker. Shut up in Chinese. Bi zui. Bi zui. There it is. Bi zui. There we go. There we go. Now we got it. It's in our brains for good now. Andrew says happy. Hump day. Ass family. Cowboys girl says good morning, ass family. Happy. Hump day. Hump day. Hump day. Oh, and look who is next. Oh, my lucky stars. The one, the only bratty kid is in the house. Going on here in this country. It's absolutely pathetic. I can't say the N-word. No. Los Angeles no. No, you can't say that. My God. But I hope you have a spectacular day. Derek says, good morning, ass family. Happy hump day. Hump day. Hump day. Uh, let's see. Uh, Straight Fire says, ass hump day. Ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, yeah. We don't need that right there. The Warbird. Yeah. The Texas, Yeah. At least you admit it. At least you admit you lost. 
I finished season five of Cobra Kai yesterday. Badass and can't wait for next season. It, it, it sounds like Beatsway uh, with the D. I mean, I want to get it right. Hangtown Jensen. That's what it sounds like. Hold on one more time here. Shut up in Chinese. Shut up in Chinese. Beatsway. Beatsway. It, 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 it beats way or beats way. It, well, you're going to get it right no matter what. Now we know how to tell people how the, to shut up, how they're ugly, to fuck you. All kinds of great stuff. Even more stuff coming, I promise. This gal's got videos for days, people. Oh, and I'm hooked. Uh, let's see. Uh, all right, so the breaking news is this. And I'm not trying to scare anybody. This is scary, though. Vladimir Putin says that he is not bluffing. And he has warned the Western world, that's us, that his country's nuclear threats are not a bluff. And he's accusing Western countries of nuclear blackmail despite no NATO countries threatening to use nuclear weapons. The threat comes as Russia's prospects in Ukraine are grim with Putin military losing thousands of square miles of territory to the Ukrainians. He's, uh, I, do I think he's crazy enough to do it? I, I don't know if he's crazy enough to do it. I hope he's not. I mean, look, look. As soon as one, gets, one button gets pushed, then everybody's going to be pushing buttons. It's going to be ugly. And, uh, U-G-L-Y, it, it's going to be however we learned how to say ugly yesterday. In Chinese, because they're going to be a part of it. We'll have to be a part of it. It's going to be a, yeah. It's like making friends with Rosetta Stone. Alicia, good morning. She says, good morning, ass amigos, and buenos dias, ogre. So that is your grim news of this morning, and and I didn't want to be so grim with it, but, you know, he's threatened nuclear war. And there was a, a military leader from the U.S. saying, oh, yeah, we'll go over there and fucking we'll stomp a mud hole in his ass. Well, the problem is, is that that mud hole is going to be fucking full of nuclear sludge. So hopefully that doesn't happen. That, those are stories. That's a story that just came out this morning. And I wanted to make sure that you heard it here first. So when that bomb gets dropped, you can go, hey, Arnie told us this was going to happen. Goodbye. Now, on to amazing news. Oh, yesterday, Don Lemon was fucking handled. Oh, Don Lemon from CNN. I don't know what uh, they were talking about, the, the royal family and all this kind of stuff and the billions of dollars. And Don Lemon thought that he was going to get his inner black self going and talk about something. And this is what happened. Why is it not opening? I want to, oh, God damn it. Oh, the good version that Alicia sent me isn't working. Crap on a crust. Well, here's the other version. So Don Lemon talks about reparations and how the British monarch should be paying. And this gal who's a British. uh, Well, I think you're right about reparations in terms of if people want it, though, what they need to do is you always need to go back to the beginning of a supply chain. Where was the beginning of the supply chain? That was in Africa. And when that crossed the entire world, when the slavery was taking place, which was the first nation in the world that abolished uh, slavery? The first nation in the world to abolish it. It was started by William Wilberforce. 
was the British. In, in Great Britain, they abolished slavery. 2,000 naval men died on the high seas trying to stop slavery. Why? Because the African kings were rounding up their own people. They had them on cages waiting in the beaches. No one was running into Africa to get them. And I think you're totally right. If reparations need to be paid, we need to go right back to the beginning of that supply chain and say, who was rounding up their own people and having them handcuffed in cages? Oh, <laughs> boy, Don, you got fucking slapped. Oh, God almighty, that was so funny to watch. And his reaction is so great because he just sits there and he's like, oh, this must feel like a bottom because I am just getting plugged in the ass right now. Oh, he switched topics without protest of what she said. He just meekly just went to another topic. Oh, poor Don. Poor Don Lemon. You just got served when you were trying to show up. Oh, wait. wait, wait. Okay, she sent it again here. Let's see. This is the Some people want to be paid go. back, and, uh, and members of the public are wondering, why are we suffering when you are, you know, you have all of this vast wealth? Those are legitimate concerns. Well, I think you're right about reparations in terms of if people want it, though, what they need to do is you always need to Thank go back you, to the beginning of a supply chain. Where was the beginning of the supply chain? That was in Africa. And when across the entire world, when the slavery was taking place, which was the first nation in the world that abolished sla uh, slavery? The first nation in the world to abolish it. It was started by William Wilberforce, was the British. In, in Great Britain, they abolished slavery. 2,000... Naval men died on the high seas trying to stop slavery. Why? Because the African kings were rounding up their own people. They had them on cages waiting in the beaches. No one was running into Africa to get them. And I think you're totally right. If reparations need to be paid, we need to go right back to the beginning of that supply chain and say, who was rounding up their own people and having them handcuffed in cages? Absolutely. That's where they should start. And maybe, I don't know, the descendants of those families where they died at the, in the high seas trying to stop the slavery, that those families should receive something too, I think, at the same time. It's an interesting discussion, Hillary. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. Some people want to be paid back. Oh, you got served, Don. Don, you got served up nice and juicy. Oh, man. There is nothing better than watching a journalist, and I don't care if I like him or if I hate him. And I'd enjoy this with Peter Ducey, too. When these just smug journalists try to get their smugness across like they're smarter than the average bear. And let me tell you, a lot of these journalists graduate from Arizona State. That should tell you how smart they are. No knock on people that I love that went to Arizona State, Kirby, if you're listening. But, or, or, or I'm sorry, or Syracuse. Those are big, both big broadcasting schools. And you come out there with your holier-than-thou attitude, and this gal just fucking pimp slaps you? I, I want to offer this gal a, 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 an honorary ass membership. That's how much she made my day yesterday with this. Oh, I, was, I, I think that's probably why I'm still in a good mood today, because there is nothing better than that. Oh, <laughs> The look on his face. He looked like he was sucking on a lemon when she said that. I love it. I understand that Lemon lost his nightly news reporter show and is moving to mourners. 
Well, a morning entertainment TV show is more fitting for him. No shit. Uh, well, when he can't refute or argue, well, that that's very interesting. Um, oh, fuck, I'm going to be labeled as an Uncle Tom now. Uh, I think Don Lemon would fit into the view. Yeah, <laughs> burn. Gold says good morning, y'all. That's why reparations will never work. Humans of all races have so much to atone for over history. Oh, you're absolutely right, Douglas. All these people that are calling for reparations. Well, I tell you what, you start calling for that, you're going to get them Hasidic people going, uh, oy vey, over here. We're going to go over to Egypt, and we're going to be getting our reparations from these motherfuckers. Well, you had 400, but we had 600. We're first in line. And the Slavs are like, hey, they named it after us. Oh, God almighty. That was so great yesterday. That totally, totally made my day. Totally made my day. That and I watched a video where uh, Bill Maher was sitting down with uh, uh, Ben Shapiro. And they were actually having a conversation. And look, I've stated it for a long time that I hate Bill Maher. I don't think he's that funny personally he's very politically active he's very very and he has he has an actual conversation nobody's yelling at each other they're both talking like grown men they're both agreeing on certain things and uh, disagreeing in other places but that's okay and then they talk about when did we and this is this is this is an interesting topic when did politics become all we talked about? Because Bill Maher was saying, Bill Maher's uh, about 10 years older than me at least. And, and it's true, our parents never really talked about politics. My parents, my, my dad didn't talk religion until he quit drinking and he found that Jesus fella. And then he talked about, and, and we hung out with a lot of church people, but if... We weren't hanging out with church people. We didn't talk about politics. We didn't talk about church. We didn't talk about any of that kind of stuff. When did all that change? Was it 2016? Is that when it changed? I mean, look, I would far rather be talking about, uh, I have a story today about Bahad Baby. We have an update on Kevin Smith's movie Dogma. And I did not know what was going on with Dogma. This is amazing to hear what's going on with it. And it breaks my heart, too. Now, I know that I fall prey to this, but I'm doing an entertainment-slash-informative show to where, yes, since we are all talking about politics, I will talk about politics. I always wish that that guy years back, Mar, got tough with, and Russ just stands at a guest acting tough. Oh, I wanted to be that guy so bad. Oh, man. Well, because I would have knocked Bill Maher's sorry ass out. I grew up hearing about God, going to church, and my mom was super into politics and tried uh, talking to us about it. Okay. Well, it, it it wasn't the norm, though. I mean, wasn't your daddy a preacher? So, of course, you're going to hear about God all the time at a preacher's house. Just really amazing. Now, since we are going to talk about this, we got to talk about Joe Biden. Joe Biden is so goddamn dumb. Uh, I, I mean, I, 
the these sound effects for him they just the number one job facing the middle class and it happens to be a three-letter word jobs j-o-b-s jobs Joe Biden said on Tuesday that it's not rational to send migrants at the U.S.-Mexico border back to nations like Venezuela, Cuba, and Nicaragua as concerns grow over the number of migrants arriving at the southern border. Hey. Hey, Joe. Hey, Joe. Um, How about we don't let them in and don't give a fuck where they go from there? How about that? Catch me outside. How about that? Oh, it's not rational to send them back. No, it's not rational to allow 2 million people in. How is that rational? The reporter asked Joe Biden why the border is, is more overwhelmed on your watch. Joe Biden explained, because there are three countries. There are fewer and fewer immigrants coming from Central America than in, from Mexico. It's totally different circumstance. Let me uh, hold on a second here. I wish the reporter had one of these. Mm-hmm. Wow, Mega Millions is up to, oh, somebody claimed, two people claimed the $1.3 billion jackpot. There you go. I'm sorry, uh, according to U.S. Customs and Border Protection, it's 2.15 immigrants have come here illegally, and we have done jack and fucking squat about it. And then the next question you might be asking yourself is, hey, how much does this cost America? Well, I'm glad you asked because I have that story. Illegal aliens who have entered the U.S. since Joe Biden took office could cost taxpayers 20 plus billion dollars a year. A study done by the Federation for American Immigration Reform, FAIR, that's gay, which advocates for lower level of immigration overall, calculates that illegal immigrants who have entered the U.S. since January 2021, will add an extra $20.4 billion burden a year, in addition to the $140 billion existing illegal immigrants already cost. You know, when I think about that, when I think about what it costs now at $140 billion, and then taxpayers paying $20 billion a year plus that, you know, I think a lot of that could go to, I don't know, the VA. You know, it's amazing that the veterans that I talk to and the veterans that I know, especially the ones in Reno, And I know I've said this a number of times on the show, and I will live and die by it because the way they treated my father was spectacular compared to other VA hospitals. Why can't all the VA hospitals be like the one in Reno? 
Oh, because the government can't afford to do that? Well, the government could afford to do that if $20 billion a year in taxpayer money wasn't going to fund people that are here illegally. Rather, how about we help the people who actually fought for our country? Hmm? Maybe? I, I, I know, I, I'm a warmonger, and I, I love the military. I'm sorry that I love the military. I was brought up the right way, though. My father was in the military. His father was in the military. He didn't want me to go in the military. And I was like, okay. $20 billion a year of our tax money. So when your taxes go up, the next time your taxes go up and you're driving by Home Depot, you should get some of those guys to come over and plant some grass for you and go, you've already been paid, motherfuckers. Now I got Border Patrol on the phone. Get out. Uh, my dad would already be dead without the VA. Yeah, the, the VA in Reno, I, I, can't, I can't say enough about it. I really can't. Um. They kept my dad alive for a long time. Oh, we can't help bets because they're MAGA. I guess, yes, I, I guess in, in the mindset of the crazy liberal left, all veterans are MAGA supporters, which I know is not true. A vast majority of them are. I won't say that that's not true. But I'm not going to say all of them. But they will. They'll say and and according to the uh, the representative, uh, the the good representative from Ohio, I can't think of his name right now. We should kill MAGA supporters. My favorite story, though, I, like I, I love talking about my dad, and and you guys all got to hear him a few times, you know, on other shows I was on. My my favorite all time dad story, and this was near the end of his life. I went with him to an appointment. I was on vacation, and I was spending as much time as I could with Dad. And (laughs) he had an appointment with a nutritionist. My dad's 80 years old at this time. And this nutritionist looks at his blood work, and she's telling him all the things that he can and can't eat. And he's asking, you know, he's asking Arnie-esque questions. When I ask a dumb question, I hope you know that that's genetic. My dad goes, hey, what about hot dogs? <laughs> or bologna? <laughs> I thought the lady was going to have a heart attack. He goes, I've been drinking a lot of that Insure. I like that stuff. Keeps me regular. I'm like, Dad, you can't talk to her that way. Yeah, Kale, the other day I did a story about a representative out of Ohio let, hold on a second. Let me, let me see if I can find the story again. Uh, uh, Ohio rep calls for death to MAGA. News. Uh, shit, I can't find it now. But it is a it, it's a Democratic represent, a representative there. Okay, since we're unable to tell who Mag is and who is not, we're not helping any of them. There you go. That's the way to look at it. So after that appointment went out, Dad and I, we had to go to the grocery store to buy him some food. 
I work in Ohio 95% of the time. He's talking about ending my life. Yeah, I mean, well, hey, don't wear a MAGA hat. Um, so we go to the grocery store, and Dad gets on one of those little cart things, little motorized cart, and those things. They, I thought I walked slow. Fuck, those things are slower than I walk. And I was like, God dang. First place he went to was the goddamn Pop-Tart aisle. I'm not kidding. He goes to the damn Pop-Tart aisle. And he's got to watch his sodium intake. And he is going through every flavor of Pop-Tarts. Now, Pop-Tarts all have about the same amount of sodium in there. But he grabs the cherry ones. He goes, these are going to be the ones. I go, Dad, they're all the same. He goes, no, they're not. Jesus Christ, this one's 20% lower than that one. I said, okay. I said, I looked at him. I said, Dad, you're 80 years old. You should eat whatever you want to eat. And he did. I mean, uh, the, the, the things I, ca- I I could go on for hours about Dad, about how his taste buds were gone near the end of his life, and, and nobody made a better steak than my father until the end of his life. He would put so much garlic salt on steaks. One night I ate a steak at his house, and I drank an entire two-liter bottle of Dr. Pepper just because I, my mouth was so dry after the steak. God, he was funny. Joe Biden is pretty good at recruiting for MAGA as he makes America less great every day. Amen to that. That isn't surprising for a Democrat, unfortunately, no. My kids had Patriotic Day last Friday, and my youngest boy, Levi, wore a Let's Go Brandon hat. His teacher loved it. Wow, that's awesome. Anyone at the end of their life deserves to eat whatever the fuck they want. And that's what I, I, I was like, Dad, don't eat the shit that Beverly cooks. She, she made one night. Look, Beverly was the worst cook I ever met. And, and that includes my grandmother. Because at least my grandmother could make pancakes. And she taught me about egg on toast. Something I still eat to this day, 50 years later. 51 years later, sorry. Um... I went, to, I went to their house one night, and, and Dad invited me over for dinner. He was making a steak, and I was like, yeah, I'll have a steak. Well, Beverly was trying to eat healthy, and Beverly was older than Dad. Beverly was like eight years older than Dad. She was almost 90, and she's making this goddamn fucking this fish stew. Oh, my God, the house stunk so bad. But, you know, he, was like, he had COPD, so he had the air tubes in his nose. He couldn't smell anymore either. He couldn't taste. He couldn't smell. And he goes, I'm not going to eat that shit. <laughs> Good morning, Zach. How you doing, buddy? Um, but, 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 oh, she would also make this French toast. Warbird says, I approve of that hat. <laughs> um, she would make French toast. So what she'd do is she'd get regular bread. She wouldn't even get Texas toast. She'd get regular bread, and she would crack like 19 eggs in the frying pan, and just put the bread on top of it. And it was like, it was the eggiest French toast. Yeah, it was like, it wasn't even French toast. It was eggs and and bread. And it was fucking horrible. And I'm a firm believer, uh, is a person makes it to 70, let them eat whatever they want to fucking eat. Is low-sodium diet really going to be the first thing that saves them? Nope, just going to deprive them of a little happy, and that's awful to do to anyone. A- absolutely. 
And look, I, I don't I don't hold any ill will towards the dietitian. She was just doing her job. She was actually somebody that had listened to this show, obviously, in a time machine because... Do your fucking job. That's what she was doing. I, I'm like, Dad, come on. My babushka was on a no-sodium diet at, at her long-term care facility. Our family would sneak her salt. Look, I mean, look, when you get that old, you should be able to eat what you want. And Beverly would always be on some crazy, weird fucking diet. Day off, so happy looking into a trip to Martha's Vineyards. Oh, there you go, Zach. Oh, man. Uh, Speaking of, uh, you know... Idiots and idiot doctors and things like that. You know, Joe Biden the other day on 60 Minutes, which I still haven't got to see yet, and I want to watch that interview. um, He said that the the pandemic is over, but COVID is still around. Well, you know his right-hand man, good old Dr. Fauci, the guy who said first. First of all, I didn't recommend locking anything down. He said that last week. This was uh, about a year ago. I recommended to the president that we shut the country down. Well, isn't that weird? That's that's a little flip-floppy, if you ask me. Well, Anthony Fauci said, you know what? I haven't been in the news for a while. I need to come out and speak to the press. He said that the pandemic isn't over. And that we are not where we need to be if we're going to be able to, quote, live with the virus. What more do we need to do? What happened to two weeks flattening the curve? You remember that? Do we all remember that? Can we go back in time? You know I hate talking about this, but... Hey, it's 2020. I'm living in Sacramento again. And all of a sudden, we hear about this fucking virus near the end of the year in 2021. Oh, my God. Lock everything. It's only going to be two weeks. And then two weeks turned into a month. And then we started talking about opening up for Easter. And Dr. French, I don't know about that. I don't think it's right there yet. Hell, it was just last week. I think, yeah, last week in New York City. New York City! That they finally ended the mandatory masks on public transit. That's two full years. Fauci cited the constant threat of variants and only having 67% of the U.S. vaccinated. Well, I thought we only needed two-thirds. That's two-thirds right there. That's the perfect two-thirds number. He also claimed that 400 deaths a day is unacceptably high. Well, then why don't you get kick-started on fucking heart disease, dickface? Uh, 400 deaths a day, uh, okay, let me just say, that, that. okay, it's high. 400 deaths a day is high. Then we need to outlaw cars. Nobody needs to be driving cars anymore. Oh, let's outlaw houses. If everybody would have just followed the science, we could have been done with COVID. Try to say that with a straight face. <laughs> to be uh, to be fair, to be fair, to be fair. 
Uh, Fauci is old and could be forgetting everything he said in the past. I know it's a convenient excuse, LOL. It's like they think there's no Internet on Earth sometimes. I know, right? Like, we, we're going to find out what you say. Like, when you say stuff now, it's going to live forever, unfortunately. And presentism, that new word that we learned from Bill Maher on Monday, is that no matter how long ago you said something, if you said something and today's world doesn't agree with you, pow, zap, gone, you're out. What? Man, maybe it's time to get the jab. I'm so afraid of COVID now, LOL. Yeah, right? I mean, hey, Anthony Fauci, uh, real quick. Anthony Fauci, you, since you do work with a lot of Chinese people, do you hear this? Shut up in Chinese. Bi zui. Bi zui. Bi zui. Fauci, shut up. God damn, can't you just retire already? Fuck, you're not even a real doctor, man. <sighs> Zach says he's too busy counting all his new money to listen to anything, right? Oh, my God, new bullshit words. <laughs> oh, every single day we have them. Oh, speaking of words, did anybody get to see Kamala Harris yesterday? She did it again. Do you think she just has a loop of oops, I did it again playing on her phone? So we invested an additional $12 billion into community banks because we know community banks are in the community and understand the needs and desires of that community as well as the talent and capacity of community. I figured it out. I figured out why Kamala Harris is so dumb. Kamala Harris every day learns a new word. It's like us with the Chinese, but she's learning words in English. And today's word was community. So let's have her say it again, shall we? Here we go. So we invested an additional $12 billion into community banks because we know community banks are in the community and understand the needs and desires of that community as well as the talent and capacity of community. In a 14-second clip, she said the word community five times. Now that's in her repertoire. <laughs> Hot Mama, uh, a very, very, very happy... Pump day! Pump day! Pump to you day! Uh, I'm waiting for Fauci to admit the vaccines didn't work for or, or no one could continue to get infected. Then hell say that's what the regular boosters are needed. If that's true, then we should have treated COVID the same way the country has been dealing with the common cold and flu for decades. Stay home, take your over-the-counter meds. If you get sick or go to the hospital. Is that what we did with COVID? Oh, we shut everything down for COVID? No. Hell, we were we hand sanitizing companies, mask companies, plastic 3M. They made a fortune over and isn't it weird still to go into like uh, convenience stores? And see the the cheap, flimsy plastic they have up in front of them? I laugh. He hasn't touched a patient in over 50 years. Makes me want to slap people that listen to him and his word is God. Yeah. Her last learned word was seriously. 
Uh, I, I do believe uh, maybe you're right about that. Let's see. Uh, or it was, uh, is it this one? Election. No, that's not it. Together, we are. Ex- oh, here it is. We'll deal with what we need to deal with in terms of also as we move forward, all agreeing that we got to be smarter as a country in terms of who has access to what, and in particular assault weapons. And um, we got to take this stuff seriously, as seriously as you are, because you have been forced to have to take it seriously. She said seriously four times in five seconds there. She's amazing. I, 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 I mean, I think about all the... So when we talk about equality... Equality, there's one. Well, that's a good goal. But let us not presume that because everyone should be treated equal, that they start out on equal footing. Equal and equality, same. So equity, as a concept, says, recognize... Recognize. ...that everyone has the same capacity, but in order for them to have equal opportunity to reach that capacity, we must pay attention to this issue of equity if we are to expect and allow people to compete on equal footing. Seven times. Seven times in 30 seconds. Oh, man. (laughs) She has a word of the day calendar, but it gives her incorrect definitions. Uh, Kamal also said vegetable gardens have vegetables. Gardens have dirt and seeds and water, and they grow vegetables. I work with a vegetable. You call him Mr. President. (laughs) Damn it, I thought she was about to say community banks are in the community, and they are banks. She said the wheels on the bus go round and round because they're round and go around and on a bus. Do you think there will be a new virus hitting us in the next couple of years where Fauci will come out of retirement to cure the new one? I know that's a funny question, uh, but that, that's one of my greatest fears. As we gear up for the 2022 elections... And, and I'm going to tell you guys, every time I talk about this, this election is the most election, most important election of your lifetime until 2024. And I wouldn't put it past a certain party, I'm not going to say which one, to roll out some sort of disease or something to cripple the nation, yet this time... The Democrats or whatever party there is, they solve the problem immediately and they get all they reap all the rewards for it. Mm-hmm. Uh says she says people still come in because they think it's the fucking plague. Yeah. She's come a long way from the two word vocabulary she had years ago, spit or swallow. Lisa says, my oldest boy, Ryder, has a friend that wears a mask still because his parents are afraid of him also getting monkeypox. Well, don't have sex with them. That's what you should tell the parents. Uh, Alicia, I'm not surprised they continue to make your job treating people with real issues that much harder. You're out in the house. She says, you know what I like about my Count Chocolate cereal? It's got chocolate and it's cereal. <laughs> Oh, man. Uh, Alicia, the parents came in. Douglas, no, they're just idiots. (laughs) See, this is why I love doing this show so much, because you guys say the same way I would. No, they're just idiots. 
By the way, if you've heard of this Texas fucking sheriff who's investigating Ron DeSantis, first of all, he's out of his fucking jurisdiction. And secondly, he's a liberal fucking sheriff who's up for re-election, and he's trying to get his name out there, and he's going to lose the office of sheriff if he doesn't shut his fucking cum hole. I've used it. There it is. By the way, that was, that was a word by Cowboys Girl. I got to give her credit for cum hole. Oh, D- Douglas, you don't hate masks as much as I do. Oh, I was so, I was so fucking pissed the other day. A Holocaust survivor who endured Nazi medical experiments opposes critical race theory as indoctrination. I think that would be somebody that we should listen to. Somebody who actually survived the Holocaust. He spoke out against the teaching of critical race theory in schools in an interview. He said, quote, in this country there is no education, there's indoctrination. His name is Sammy Stegman. He's 82. The theory also claims that uh, America is systemically racist, meaning the cards are rigged against people of color in every institution. Boy, they are. They're rigged against the people at those historically black colleges and universities. They're totally rigged against uh, the, the black people in the United Negro College Fund. Oh, man, the cards are totally stacked against anybody who's black that wants to join the NAACP or have a show on BET or have a new series start on TBS. I am so tired of all this bullshit about how we're so racist, how this is so bad. All you have to do is watch commercials. And before she had her, 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 she was brought up on weird sex things, and then they was all dropped about Tiffany Haddish. Tiffany Haddish was hosting a new show on TBS, and it was all black movies. Kevin Hart movies, her movies, Queen Latifah movies. Oh, it's a, new, it's a night to celebrate the culture, to celebrate our history. Really? Kevin Hart is celebrating the history with Soul Plane? Now, once again, let's play the stupid game. Can you imagine if on TBS, Kristen Bell came out, because I can't think of anybody whiter than her. Kristen Bell comes out and says, celebrate our history, celebrate our culture as white people. That network would be WKKK. Sounds like he needs to get booted. He needs to shut his his dick holster. Oh, man. Oh, God. I love it. Something else that I love. Uh, you know what? I'm, I'm going to save that one. I, I, let, let's go to this new bill that, that's being talked about here. Bill Clinton on an interview. The Republicans close strong, but no one finishes like Bill. Just ask Monica. Yeah, TBS is the black station now, except for it plays the Big Bang Theory 48 times a day and Young Sheldon. 
So there's still an FCC available <laughs> to be <laughs> to be WKKK. Sounds like a business opportunity. <laughs> On March 9th of this year, not many people were paying attention to this, not even me, and we should have been. President Dumpster Fire and his vice president, Vice President Cum Dumpster, Signed Executive Order 14067. Now, what you need to know about this bill, because now it's getting out. Buried inside this order is a sinister provision that could give the government unprecedented control over your money and freedom. The provision sets the stage for Legal government surveillance of all U.S. citizens. Total, that means total, control over your bank accounts and purchases and the ability to silence all dissenting voices. They say for good, but all dissenting voices. So if you don't agree with the government, they can shut you down. A world-renowned economist named Jim Ricards and former advisor to both the CIA and the Pentagon has sounded the alarm on the new development. He reveals the shocking truth about this executive order. And by the way, let's, let's go ahead and just put that one in our holster when we run against Democrats. Executive Order 14067. So I went to see Roger Waters last night. It was a good show, but he went on a political rant, which was kind of annoying. Yeah. that I don't know why entertainers have to do that. Like, like when, when, I, when I write my stand-up and I'm, I'm in the middle of writing this, this new stand-up, I have no political stuff in there. You know why? Because you get it enough. You get it from me here. You get it in the news. You get it from people around town. You get it everywhere. When you go to a concert or a movie, and this is why movies suck now, is because they have to put so much political shit in there. You want to be entertained. And that's what the second and third hour of this show is for, is for the entertaining parts. The first hour, i got to inform you about all the bullshit, and I think it's important to inform you on possible nuclear fucking bombs going off in Russia, and this bill that was signed. Um, My answer is somewhere between Mitt Romney and Bryant Gumbel for who's the whitest person on earth. Boy, oh boy, that one's a tough one. Mitt Romney and Bryant Gumbel are two great choices. Fuck, some of these things are hurting my brain harder than my period is currently beating up my insides. Well, thank you for that. Oh, by the way, by the way, the next time we get to hear about, um, oh, where did I put it? Where did I put it? Oh, I have it in here somewhere. Because I I know I recorded it this morning. Hold on a second. I I have to find. Oh, here it is. Uh, this is, uh, this is for you. Dropping deuces. Dropping deuces. There we go. I meant to play that at the beginning of the show, but I'm glad I didn't because Ogre's not here for the very, very beginning. So there it was. 
but remember, the administration is fighting against MAGA, which is a threat to democracy, which I still don't understand. Alicia, you can just take one of your trademark uh, huge dumps and relieve some pressure. Dropping deuces. Joe Biden is turning into Emperor Palpatine from Star Wars more and more each day. Yeah. Maybe they want a real insurrection. Don't forget about Larry Elders. Oh, he was he was the black face of white supremacy in California. Caden was there and said the same thing. Yeah. Ogre, I have uh period poops are rancid too. Oh God almighty. Thank you so much. I made that for your Peter Ducey bit, so somehow it applies to Alicia. Yeah, oh, yeah. Oh, that's good stuff right there. That is good, good stuff right there. Oh, I, I have another song to debut on the show today. I did not make it up, uh, I, and it's coming up at the beginning of the next break. It's so fantastic. Almost as fantastic as this story right here. Oh, this is this is so good. The White House is preparing for Ron DeSantis to send flights to Delaware. (laughs) Send them right to Joe Biden's house. The White House is coordinating with state officials and aid groups preparing for the potential arrival of a plane with migrants sent from Texas to coastal Delaware near the beach home of President Joe Biden. By the way, by the way, they have done a report, and you know that British gal that we've had, uh, I've I played some of her drops on the show. She was the gal that was interviewing this guy. I've never said this out loud before, but I think the president of America is actually a retard. Not British, she's Australian. They've crunched the numbers, and they have come to find out that President Joe Biden... I promise you, the president has a big stick. Has been in office for 18 months, 19 months now. He has been on vacation. Are you ready for this? 40% of his time. Now, if you were to add in the COVID, that would probably push it up to about 50% of the time. We are talking about the most powerful man in the world. There's a war going on in Europe. Illegal aliens are crossing our border by the thousands every day. There is a fentanyl problem in this country. Representatives are talking about killing other Americans, but Joe Biden is busy trying to keep upright on a bicycle on a beach in Delaware. Come on, man. I, I Look, I know you put in a lot of time, but 40% of your time you've been on vacation? What have you done? Still waiting, by the way. It's Coffee 30. Deuces will be dropping like Iraqi plane jumpers. Oh, seeing how we're on the subject, I'm dropping a deuce right now. Well, that's just lovely. Here you go. <laughs> Drop and deuces. Uh, that's because he's not the uh, the one actually running the country. You're right about that, Derek. Come on, man. I welcome them all to Delaware. I lost at least 10 servants since the pandemic. He's so lame that he vacations in Delaware. 
That has got to be the worst. Who would buy beachfront property in Delaware? Man, oh man, can't wait to go to my beach house in Delaware where I can use it for like a month and a half out of the year. Oh, I'm sure on those blustery winter days, the beach house is lovely. You get that northern breeze off the fucking Atlantic. Oh, sleep with the windows open. If you want to freeze to death. I mean, it's Delaware. Could you have, look, and, 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 and I'm sorry, if you're listening in Delaware this morning, I'm sorry I'm ripping your state, but I got to say it. Delaware sucks. I mean, even Mike Myers made fun of it in Wayne's World. Remember that? He goes, oh, vacation to Delaware. Delaware. Garbage town. Hell, at least bring up Scranton. Scranton, at least we can talk about the office. I mean, there are no professional sports teams in Delaware. I don't even know what Delaware's mascot is, the University of Delaware, the, the fighting insurance salesman. The fighting claim adjusters. Delaware. Man, I tell you what, if we send a bunch of immigrants to fucking Delaware, I might have to apologize to them. You want to talk about honky-tonkville there? Holy Lord. Is that on the side when you drive? You know how you have welcome signs when you drive into states? Welcome to Delaware. We have three blacks. <laughs> Delaware is for diversity. We've got three coloreds. Man, oh man. If any of you guys have kids that are going to be football players and you get you get that letter from Delaware, throw it away. Throw that shit away. You're not going to the University of Delaware. I don't care if it's the only school that offers you anything. You'll go to a junior college and like it. Well, I, I have to know now. I, I have to know what their mascot is. University of Delaware mascot what the fuck is that oh dear god they're the fighting blue hens (laughs) so they're all a bunch of old women (laughs) the fighting blue hens the mascot's name is yo ud yo ud holy lord Joe Flacco went there? Oh, my God. Imagine if Harris was left in charge of anything like our borders. I know, right? Isn't that weird? Arnie, who the fuck dropped a deuce into the White House 21 months ago? Oh, that's right. Supposedly 80 million dipshits did. Yep, they did. The Democrats... Dropping deuces. Delaware is known for one thing, corporate business registration for tax evasion. (laughs) 
It's filled with tax cheats, mob bosses, and cartel money laundering. That's fantastic. That's why Joe calls it home. The Fighting Blue Hens. Dear God in heaven. All right. This is the last story of the first break. Judge Raymond Deary has been named the special master by Trump-appointed Judge Aline Cannon. The judge has asked the Trump team to provide information about declassification. Trump's lawyers said they don't want to reveal a possible defense. He says, look, you, can't, you, you brought the lawsuit when they were told, uh, when told they were not in a position to say whether Trump had classified documents. Trump has claimed on social media that he declassified the material, but his lawyers have declined to say so in legal filings under their names. He says that you, you, you can't have your cake and eat it too, so you got to tell us where these were declassified. So, it, look, look, Donald Trump is not out of the woods yet on this, but the problem is, is that how come we're not hearing more about this? If this was so damning, if this was so bad that he had these documents, why has he not been led away in handcuffs yet? I mean, Tommy brings up a good point each and every time he's on the show. Donald Trump, if he would have been on Epstein's flight list, Donald Trump would be in jail right now. Yet, isn't it weird? Isn't it weird and peculiar that still no one has been arrested as part of the the human trafficking that Galeen was convicted of, she trafficked children to no one. Isn't that strange? We haven't talked about it in a while because, well, it's not top of mind anymore. But isn't it weird how that case just kind of wrapped up neatly and she's in jail now, hanging out with a murderer from Florida? Oh, it's true. that, that That's who she's hanging out with. Yet... No one's been arrested. By the way, nothing has been investigated in Hunter Biden's laptop where there are dealings with China and he used his father. Nothing to see here. Where are the investigative journalists that this country used to be known for? Are they all on the left? Well, then this is what you do. If you are a true journalist, let me give you a tip. Put it up on YouTube. Find your facts, find everything, and put it up on YouTube. Because it seems like a lot of people get their news from YouTube, and if something like that were to go viral, oh my goodness, then the mainstream media would have to cover it. People that are upset and saying this shit has no idea what they're talking about because they're not saying what they were. What documents were they? Oh, you don't know? Then shut the fuck up. Department of Justice doesn't have credibility anymore. It really doesn't. I I, I mean, Merrick Garland is a failure. The FBI is a joke. The Department of Justice is fucking rancid. How bad is it that the CIA is the only government agency that we can kind of trust now? 
They had a documentary on Ghislaine. I think Netflix came out with it. I went to watch, and it was already taken down. Grr. Oh, they're going to hide as much as they can about it. Look, she's got powerful people working on her side. And that's the only reason why she's alive. I don't know why they haven't killed her yet, honestly. I mean, if I can be honest and we can have a frank conversation here, I'm completely surprised that they have allowed this witness to live. See, this is how you can tell it's not a mob or cartel-like run deal. That this 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 gang, this organization of of pedophiles. is not like an organized group because the mob would fucking kill you. The the, the mob would be done with you. The cartel, they would have cut your face off and sewn it on a soccer ball. Not the the kid touchers. No, 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 no. The kid touchers are going to let you live in prison. Just promise, no, you won't say anything against us. That's how dumb they are. Makes me wonder what else she's hiding or who else is uh, out there that's protecting her and knows more. It shouldn't make you wonder. You want to know who she's protecting? And and, And he's keeping her alive? George Soros. I don't know why. Look, look. Far be it for me to ever say that, that somebody should be assassinated or killed, but wouldn't it be terrible, like, if, I don't know, like, George Soros went to bed one night, and there were, like, 88 rattlesnakes in his bed? I mean, that would be, that'd be awful. That would, that would be the worst. And by the way, when George Soros dies, the Democratic Party is left in ruins. In the next break, we're going to talk about Harvey Weinstein and, and something that uh, is near to me and to Hangtown Jen. It's a movie. Why is Harvey Weinstein still alive? And by the way, by the way, how come people that, that used to support Harvey Weinstein and got money from Harvey Weinstein, I don't know, her name's Oprah, her name's Hillary Clinton, why have they not been canceled yet? I'm just wondering. These are all just questions I have. Why haven't they been canceled yet? Because if you get somebody on the right who hung out with a fucking rapist or a child molester, oh, they'd be done. Not Hillary and not Oprah. Good morning, sassy Pammy. All right, phone number, 775-357-FANS, arnieradio1 at gmail. Dot com. You can always hit me up on Mixler as well. Happy Hump Day, everybody. We didn't know the times were lean. Around our house the grass was green. Didn't seem like things were all that bad I bet we walked a thousand miles Chopping cotton and pushing plows And learning how to give it all we had As life went on and years went by I saw the light in daddy's eyes And fell
felt the love in mama's hands They kept us warm and kept us fed Taught us how to look ahead Now looking back I understand We were walking in high cotton Old times there are not forgotten Those fertile fields are never far away We were walking in high cotton thing we ever faced When Sunday mornings rolled around We dressed up in hand-me-downs Just in time together with the church Sometimes I think how long it's been how it impressed me then It was the only day my daddy wouldn't work We were walking in high cotton Old times there are not forgotten Those fertile fields are never far away We were walking in high cotton Old times there are not forgotten Leaving home was the hardest thing we ever faced We were walking in Cotton. Old times there are not forgotten Those fertile fields are never far away We were walking in high cotton Old times there are not forgotten Leaving home was the hardest thing we ever faced We were walking in high cotton Old times there are not forgotten Those fertile fields are never far away Walking in high cotton But I couldn't believe it I just had to find 
trash and lived over on Carver's Creek. They were mean as a snake and sneaky as a cat and belligerent when they'd speak. One night the oldest brother said, y'all meet me in the woolly swamp later and we'll take old Lucius's money and we'll feed him to the alligators. They found the old man out in the back with a shovel in his hand. Thirteen rusty mason jars he just dug up out of the sand. And they all went crazy and they beat the old man and they picked him up off of the ground and threw him in the swamp and stood there and laughed as the black water sucked him down. Then they turned around and went back to the shack and picked up the money and ran. They hadn't gone nowhere when they realized they were running in quicksand. And they struggled and they screamed but they couldn't get away and just before they went under they could hear that old man laughing in a voice as loud as thunder. That's been 50 years ago and you can go by there yet. There's a spot in the yard in the back of that shack where the ground is always wet. And on certain nights if the moon is right down by that dark footpath, you can hear three young men screaming. You can hear one old man laughing. Excited leaves me feeling confused And I like my women to 
with a heart of gold Yeah, and I like brass I like resin and bold Well, they say that opposites attract Well, I don't agree I want a woman just as tacky as me Yeah, I like my women just a little on the trashy side Excited leaves me feeling confused And I like my women just a little on the trashy side Yeah, I like my women and I like them on the trashy side ArnieRadio.com Ready, get set, go! The Arnie State Show Right now Now Welcome back to the show on this gorgeous in the great state of Texas and wherever you are. I hope it is just as gorgeous there. Just got a phone call. I got my lab results in. No diabetes. Woo! Uh, uh, they are going to start me on uh, cholesterol medication because I know this is going to shock everybody, but my my cholesterol is what they call elevated. I know, I know, I, 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 I'm perplexed at that as well. Everything else, though, look great. Liver, awesome. Kidney function, awesome. Everything about me, awesome. Fuck. And then I found out, you know what I found out at the doctor? You know what the doctor told me last week? That my dream of getting Alzheimer's is probably not a reality because it's not hereditary. Man, oh man. The diabetes thing, they said, well, the doctor wants to keep an eye on it. Your levels are, are, are elevated, but they're not diabetic yet. Well, we're going to keep an eye on it. You know what? I bet you they're elevated because I switched to Dr. Pepper Zero. If I went back to regular Dr. Pepper, I bet you those numbers would go down. God damn it. But no, all in all, looking good. But I, I, I have a, a new medicine that I take with now my high blood pressure. But I'm 50. I'm supposed to be taking that shit. So there you go. Oh, they want me to lose like five or ten pounds. <laughs> yeah, that's going to happen. Uh, all right, now, now I've been teasing these, this, I teased this once today. Ladies and gentlemen, the United States Space Force, which I have to say is probably the wackiest thing Donald Trump did while he was in office. The Space Force, they have released their, uh, their, their uniforms and their official song. Now, I have a question about their uniforms. Their uniforms are camouflage. If they're in space, why aren't they like black uniforms? Because they would be like camouflaged by the blackness of everything, right? Alzheimer's, the one disease we all pray we get. Not a worry in the world once it starts if you're the victim. Yeah, I I, I was like, really? It's not hereditary? And I looked at him, I go, so my sisters aren't going to get it, huh? <laughs> but now, ladies and gentlemen... <clears throat> 
Five or ten, that's going to do it, eh? Seriously, a while, uh, five or ten pounds, that's what they said. Um, ladies and gentlemen, please lend your ear to the brand new United Space Force song. Simper Supra. That can't be real. That that that's like an old Saturday Night Live bit. I I mean, there's nothing about that. It, it, don't try to be like the Marines and have a cool song or the Army or in the Navy or anything like that. Please stop. Uh, is, is it space camo, like black with little spots? No, no, it's green and like, it, it, it's like the, the old fucking jungle camo. All the military is transitioning into the same uniforms. Navy is currently the only one holding out. Okay. I love how you say I'm 50. I'm supposed to be taking this shit. 51 is not old. You could live another several years. Oh, I, I plan on it. These pills are going to keep me alive. That's good. They should have used the Dukes of Hazard theme. Just a good old boys would have been better. Yeah. Isn't this song from Captain America? Yes, hello, dear. Okay, sorry. Um, what is the proper etiquette for that? Do we stand and sit, hand of the heart, hand of the eyes? I, I believe the do? proper the, the proper way is that you just you just sit there quietly and nod. And, and I believe the Space Force has to stand when they when they it's played. Oh, okay. Yeah. Great. Yeah, no problem. Right. Have a good day. Um, they should have used the theme music to Star Trek because everybody already knows it. Yeah, no shit. Isn't this a song from Captain America when he was campaigning across the U.S. to sell war bonds? Uh, it is terrible for the family. Mother, oh yeah, oh, fuck yeah. Decades, oh God, I don't want to be on this planet for decades, please. Uh, what did we dip into the 50s for sound? Did they consult my dead grandmother as a score they should use? Space Force. Now the Coast Guard has someone to laugh at. Fuck, it was created in this century. It should have had DJ Khaled on autotune yelling, Yo, yo, Space Force, DJ Khaled. <laughs> Once again, let, 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 let's go back to the beginning of that. Mess that one up. Look here. Let's fix this song real quick. At the beginning here. Hold on. Got to go back to the beginning here. Okay. Semper Supra. 
Right here. This this is where they mess up. See, it should instead of Guardians Beyond the Blue, it should be Guardians Beyond the Sky. See, because that rhymes. Force from the USA. See, that's what it should say at the end. We're the Space Force from the USA, not we're the Space Force from from on high. That, that, that's, that's lame. Boo! Boo! Get a new songwriter. Somewhere in a disco galaxy far, far away, there's a policeman in Indian feather, not dot. A cowboy construction worker and every gay motorcycle dude who are chomping at the bit to put out a new song for Space Force. Hashtag in the Navy. In the Space Force, you can go to outer space in the Space Force. This song makes me want to join up and kill the bugs from Starship Troopers. Sounds like women's basketball league theme in a league of their own. It does. It does sound like, yeah. That's what it, it sounds like that, but a little space charm at the beginning. Every bomb dropped from an orbital platform should have a big-ass speaker on the nose cone blasting this song as it's about to obliterate our enemies. Hell, they could just play this in fucking war-torn, you know, shit of stands. That is awful. All right, now, this song I have been, or this story I've been promising all morning, and I ain't going to make Jen wait any longer for this. Uh, we were talking about Kevin Smith movies because he just released uh, Clerks 3 over the weekend. And Kevin Smith's, one of, one of my favorite movies they did, and one of his best movies, I think, Dogma, which is a religious satire movie, where Loki and, uh, oh, who else? The other guy. They were gods like angels of, of death, if you will, played by Ben Affleck and Matt Damon. It's a great movie. And they have found their way. They've been, they've been kicked out of heaven. Now they have found their way back in, and they're going to do horrible things. Great movie. But he says that the movie is being held hostage by the devil himself. This is why it's not on Netflix. This is why it's not on Hulu. This is why it's not streaming. Is because Harvey Weinstein will not release it. And he's behind bars. Harvey Weinstein figures in the story, Smith said. Uh, when then Disney CEO Michael Eisner told Weinstein not to make the hot button film, which evoked the wrath of religious groups before it uh, even entered production, Weinstein did so anyway. Lionsgate released Dogma theatrically, while Columbia TriStar got home video rights for a limited time, but the rights lapsed. It was roughly a decade later when the filmmaker received a call from Weinstein out of the blue about a potential Dogma sequel. And then the call came about one week before the New York Times published the expose. So the reason why you can't watch this movie is because Harvey Weinstein is in prison for raping women. Bartleby, that was it. Loki and Bartleby. 
Uh, let's see. The new co- a new company has bought the rights to the film, but Kevin Smith believes it's just another shell company that Harvey Weinstein owns. Miramax distributed a number of films, Clerks, Jane Silent Bob Strike Back, Jersey Girl, and Chasing Amy. So, no time soon will this movie be on a streaming platform, and it bums me out because it is such a good movie. Jason Lee's in it. The guys from Clerks are in it. Chris Rock is genius in it. Alan Rickman's in it. Selma Hayek. Alanis Morissette plays God. Great movie. Thanks a lot there, fucking you bastard. Harvey Weinstein. It's the only movie I own and have kept on DVD. Yeah, well, keep it because that's the only way you're going to be able to watch it. Now, I am not playing with y'all with this with, with this next story. I promise. This is a real story. The hand of God. Although I have to find I have to find the appropriate music for this story. Do we remember this girl? George Carlin, yeah. Carrie Fisher. I ain't nothing like these hoes. No. Don't compare me to no one. Money green like a CeeLo. CeeLo green. Yeah, my pocket's so swollen. Swollen. I ain't nothing like these hoes. Don't compare me to no one. Here we go. Money green like a CeeLo. CeeLo green. Yeah, my pocket's so swollen. Look, these hoes be fake flossing. Fake ass jewelry got, got a neck rash. The gold commode, because they let you fuck. Her real name is Danielle Brigoli. Remember, she she skyrocketed to fame with the phrase, Cash me outside, how about that? Who turned it into a rap career, and then is making about a million dollars a month on OnlyFans. Now... I'm going to tell you the good that she's doing before the story that might make your head spin off. She has actually started a a scholarship. I believe it's either $1.7 or $2.7 million that she is using for high school kids to go to trade schools. She said in an interview, I've seen the interview, um, that she she started this because there are a lot of kids who don't have the money to go to college, who don't have the desire to go to college, but a trade school is something that they would do, and now she is putting up the bill. And I got to say, well done on her part. Well done on her part. I hate that I fucking love this trash fire of a song. <laughs> Has Bad Baby stuck anything in her butt yet on her? I don't know. I do not know. But what I do know is this. Bad Baby and, and all of her business acumen has been invited to speak at Oxford University. <laughs> 
Oxford University, if you don't know, is probably one of the, if not the most prestigious college in the world. They're like, hey, Harvard, hold our beer. She's invited to speak to students at the Oxford Union, arguably the most prestigious debating society on planet Earth. Ronald Reagan, Richard Nixon, Jimmy Carter, Bill Clinton, Queen Elizabeth, the Dalai Lama, Mother Teresa, Malcolm X, Albert Einstein, Sir Elton John, I don't know why Shakira has been invited, Billy Joel, and oh, there's a name they're leaving out and they shouldn't, Dennis Hoff, God rest that man's soul, Dennis Hoff, the former proprietor of the Moonlight Bunny Ranch, and now Bahad Bahabi will be speaking. Oh, wow, I'm looking at this chick a little differently now. Good for her. Yeah, a lot of people are. I, I, not the fucking Oxford thing. I don't think that she needs to be going to Oxford anytime soon. That not might not be such a great representation of America right there. Well, the, the, the students, the, it's the student unions that, that voted to have her, so I would say a lot of the students want her to speak there. If she's just dick riding and she's a cold commode, right? I like it too. The target date is sometime in November and it'll be on YouTube for everybody to see. Holy shit. As they write here on TMZ, from OnlyFans to Oxford, how about that? Were you and your mom close when you were growing up? Yeah. Do you love your mother? Yes. Oh, here I go, the waterworks. Do you want her to be happy? Yes. Where is your father in all this? I don't know. Do you know him? Yeah. When was the last time you saw him? I don't remember. Probably last week. Does he have another family? Very Did you ask to meet speaking. that family? I don't even need to. I don't want to, and I don't need to. Have you been hurt along the way? Has somebody in your life hurt you? Has somebody in your life taken crying, advantage of you, done something to you that you couldn't fight nope. back? Nope. Don't admit I care. Let's see. Come on. Why she's catch me been really part? hurt? It's scary for. That's genuine. But then she has to touch base to figure this. Where the hell is it? Where's the catch motion. me outside if part? If you're angry, you want, then you don't ever feel the. Shut up, Dr. And Phil. I think that Danielle clearly has low self-esteem and self-worth, which is really sad because I think she has so many great qualities. I think she's obviously very smart. No, no, I, I, I'm not going to say that. I, I'm not going to go that far to say she's she's that smart. She's probably a spe- better speaker than the current VP. <laughs> that's not, they, Christopher, that's not saying anything there. 
the head butthole is speaking at Oxford. I truly, truly am done with this fucking world and its putrid human infection. Oh God! Yeah, I saw that. I, I, I almost when I, I was, I was doing stories yesterday. And I got done. I was going to bed last night. I turned on TikTok, and I saw a story that Bahad Bahabi is speaking at Oxford. And I dropped everything. I just, I had to go and see if it was true. And yes, it is true. It is damn true that she is speaking at the college that educated fucking Stephen Hawkins. Oxford University. Holy shit. I mean. Holy shit. Is the understatement of the decade. Oh, we have another video to play. Uh, there, there was an oopsie-daisy moment on Monday Night Football, if anybody was watching. Dan Orlovsky. He had a whoopsie-daisy moment. And uh, let's see if this video... Oh, this video is going to play. Or do I have to sit through this fucking computer? Oh, wait. I don't want to do that. No. Here we go, right here. Now, the big... The big, the Did big, everybody get to hear now, that? The big, the big, the big change is the commitment to running the football. The man farted live on television. Uh, this happened in the Bills' forty-one to seven game against the Titans. During the pre-show, he was discussing the Bills' uh, commitment to running the football. When he paused after that, he was picked up by a broadcast that was a loud fart. After the game, he tweeted, Should have never tried the blue cheese, which some people believe was his way of addressing the speculation that he tooted during the broadcast. Oh, that's just funny. That is the sneeze-fart combo. Good Lord. Google says she's made $52 million on her OnlyFans. Fuck, that's insane. She's only $19.52 million. Is that just over a year? Yeah. She got Meghan Markle capabilities, something magical about something. Maybe Harvard will hire her as a guest lecturer when they teach classes to MBAs on how to get rich on Internet porn. You see, the way I did it was I showed my hoo-ha. I mean, fuck, how much does Cardi B? She, uh, Bad Baby is not the, the, she doesn't make the most money on OnlyFans. There are people that make tons more money than her. But good Lord, Oxford, you know that Dr. Phil has got to hate this because Dr. Phil is responsible for her. If it weren't for her going on Dr. Phil, we would have no clue who this girl was. But the bad part is that you have to look at her and go, well, she's doing good with her money. She's actually giving it away for, for kids to go to trade schools. And I, th- I think that is, that, that, that is very commendable on her part. God, I hate saying that. Kamala's giving a commencement speech. We're celebrating today because you're graduating from college 
which is worth celebrating because celebrating celebrates something special, such as graduating college. Are V. Cooper, you her speechwriter? She would see that and go, that's good for me. Can you throw in college a few more times? We go from bad baby to guys farting on Monday night football. Now, I don't know if anybody has seen the ads, but John Hamm is playing Santa Claus in these ads. And he's being warned that the World Cup is going to be happening during his season. This year, the World Cup will be played in Qatar. I don't know how you spell it. Q-A-T-E-R. First of all, it can't be anything because there's no U after Q, but that's a whole different fucking argument to have. We've heard some rumblings about this. This is going to be by far the worst World Cup in, 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 in a fan's experience ever. First of all, why would you hold anything in the Middle East? Look, look, their soccer teams all suck. Their countries are awful. It's hot there 13 months out of the year. English fans are set for a drastic change in culture during the World Cup. Because alcohol has been banned. Wow. Grim rooms for fans at inflated prices and Big Brother spy cams. That's what this year's World Cup is going to be looking at. Fans can stay in hotels, tents, or metal buildings being branded as cabins. Supporters are unlikely to be able to buy alcohol at off-licenses in the country. And they have told gay fans, don't even. I remember that. We've covered that story before. If you're gay and you like soccer, which is most soccer fans, and you want to go to the World Cup, if you're seen canoodling, or if they got Big Brother spy cam in your room, and you're seen doing the old hoop to dee doop to dee well, they are going to come in there, and first of all, they're going to beat the shit out you, and then they're going to arrest you. And I can't imagine a worse hell than a cutter jail. Um, let's see. Uh, they've got all kinds of buildings up, and, and they're showing it off. What's the experience? Let's see. Uh, in World Cup fever, from the moment you board Cutter Airways planes, Robert Lindowski and Neymar feature in onboard safety video. Hamad International Airport has a smooth efficiency with Metro Station. But beware, jumping on the wrong uh, bus, uh, some are family and women only. For the first time, any fan with a ticket to a game can ride to the host country's Metro free. By waving the all-important Hiya card. Well, they got a Hiya card? 
Now that's new. I mean, if a man comes attack you and you know kung fu, you're gonna high ya him, right? right? I mean, and yes, they actually have tents uh, at a tented village, Alcor Camp, which is one of the official accommodation options. Will still under construction ten days ago. Uh, it's being built out into the desert on a dead-end road, 40 minutes north by car from central Doha. They have these metal cabins. That, that These are the things that they're putting homeless people in in Reno. These look terrible. I mean, th- this is awful. This, oh, I can't wait to watch this. I, I'm just going to tell you right now, I can't wait to watch this all unfold. This is going to be fantastic. Finding beer is statistically football fans' biggest source of concern about this World Cup. Uh, the Qatari state sets the price at some of the of the 30 or so Western-style hotels which serve it, believe that there may be orders to bring the price down from the current 12 to 15 euros to around 8, uh, eight euros a pint. That's about, what, $16? I can't wait. I just can't wait. This is, I, I believe that more soccer players will be arrested for doing bad things to women there, and women are going to get stoned in the streets. This is not going to be a good look for FIFA or Cutter. And I can tell you why they're having the World Cup there is because FIFA is the most crooked organization in the world next to the Olympic Committee and right in front of the NCAA. Cutter has something that, that's very valuable. It's called oil. And with oil comes money. And with money comes bribery. In Cutter, there's Doha and nothing but desert. Yeah. Cutter is the destination vacation for emo kids. Uh, Damn it, I hate Bahad Baby, but dang, she's giving money away for people to go to school. I know, isn't that horrible? You have to, like, commend her for it. It sucks. And every time someone uses their hi card, I want to be there to play. Nathan, call 911. Nathan, call 911. That's a huge bitch. <laughs> oh, the sound effects are great. Do you love fingering? Uh, who doesn't? I mean. Oh, bullshit. <laughs> oh. Oh, wow, yeah, that's an interesting point there. Don't forget Obama released al-Qaeda leaders to Doha who are still there. Oh, nothing could go wrong with these games. I still think that I forgot where the World Cup was, but it was in 2008. Yeah, it was 2008. The greatest moment of all time, or it might have been 2010, I don't know. One of those two. I think it was 2008. One of the greatest things I've ever seen in my entire life happened during one of the games. The game was, uh, it it was in Africa because they had those, uh, 
those 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 terrible Zuzas Velas phones or whatever those noisemakers. Nigeria was playing against Germany, and I, I I remember turning on the television and seeing the screen and how they had the score put up on top of the screen. It had a zero and then N-I-G. There's a gap between the two. And then it has G-E-R dash two. It was two nothing Germany. But unbeknownst to them, they spelled out that word on ESPN television. And I still to this day have the screenshot. The World Cup is so fantastic on so many levels. While we're spitting out sound bites, imagine Dunkin' Donuts having a booth at the World Cup and some Arab saying, okay. Holy shit! Look at them donuts! <laughs> That's fantastic. Oh, this is this is gonna be a monkey fucking a football so bad. So bad. I can't wait. I'm looking forward to it. This might put an end to the World Cup. Uh, all right. Let's see. Uh, now, this is a th- this would be a great job, I guess, if you could get it. Uh, ew, ew, ew. Las Vegas, quote, vixen, Valentina Bellucci is turning a handsome profit by her new job that she has and the busty and fat bombshell reassures her clients that they, the beauty is actually in the eye of the beholder. You're asking, well, what does she do? She rates men's penises. She says, basically, men pay me to look at a picture of their dick and tell them if it looks good, and mainly if it's big enough. She produces and performs erotica. Shocking. And is regularly inundated with saucy dick rating requests from guys on Skype and OnlyFans seeking honest crotch critiques. She goes on to say, Unfortunately, a lot of men think that size is the only thing that matters, and a hot girl wouldn't want to have sex with them if their dick was too small. In the U.S., the average length of a man's penis is 5.7 inches. A recent study on manhood measured across 86 nations. Overall, researchers found that American men rank as having the 59th biggest penises in the world. Ladies, if you want a man with a big cock, find an Ecuadorian man. Their wieners average at 6.95 inches. If, if size is not your thing, then Cambodians are your choice. Securing last place. Boy, that's, a, that's something you don't want to be a part of. Last place in penis size in the world, Cambodia, at 3.9 inches when fully erect. 
She says that I go on to tell men that dick size is like boob size. If you ask around, most guys will tell you they like average C-cup breasts. Maybe something slightly bigger. So I guess good is good enough. The Cambodian thing got to Jen. She shot Dr. Pepper out of her nose. My job is complete today. I've made somebody do a spit take. Dudes pay to find out the answers that already know about their dick size. It's always no. Three and a half inches, might as well kill yourself. I challenge that with my man's dog. He's German, Italian, Scottish, a white mutt pretty much. Great, great, super. Thank you for letting us know. I got to tell you, that's when I, I, okay, it's what I got. There's nothing I can do about it. I have a 14-inch penis around. New welcome sign to Cambodia. Cambodia, come here for the 3.9 inches of pleasure and starvation. Oh, my God. That's just fucking great. What kind of, I, seriously, seriously, what kind of guy would send that pic? Hey, uh, I'm going to pay you to rank my wiener. Fuck, if I was that guy, I would just lie. Oh, it's fantastic. Uh, I'll, say, I'll say what you want me to say. You just got to pay me a lot. I'm sure the CCP can't be happy about that. Cambodia better watch out for a Chinese invasion. CCP hates when they're outclassed by anyone. I'm going to go ahead and plead the fifth on this. No matter what I say, I will sound racist. (laughs) This advertising slogan Pete Coop comes up with, Cambodia, not even our dicks are big enough to eat. Oh, man. Well, that, that, that's that's the thing you want to hear your daughter tell you. Daddy, daddy, I want to grow up and rape men's penises. So that's the real reason Kim invited Dennis Rodman. He got pictures submit to this bitch and he pretended it's his. Oh, shit. The worm. Oh, wait a second here. We have a radio moment gone bad. Missouri radio host goes on a a cruel rant against stunned co-host. Oh, please have video. Please have it. When I Here we go. And you don't bring up on air when I hear your back. You're a fat. I don't care if you're here. Be like that, guys. Come on, man. Serious? I let it go yesterday. But you called me right. stupid for the because second time. Because who brought time. up the stupid subject? You it wasn't called, a stupid you subject. You were making fun of me because I was dealing with a computer. I did not attack you. Grow the it f*** up. Grow up. You grow up, you fat I'm not f- acting like an immature really? a- You started the Wow. Now, as a former... On-air talent doing morning radio. Yes, I'm in the Hall of Fame for it. Um, 
Those things happen more than you'll ever know. How to quit your job in the media forever. Well, this didn't go over the air. I guess this was off the air. Uh, let's see. Calling her, he, he called her a bad mother and said he felt sorry for her kids. Vic Voss, who is a Fox 2 News anchor in St. Louis, ripped into co-host Crystal Cooper during an explicit rant over her appearance and intellect, according to audio obtained by the St. Louis Post-Dispatch. They were made during a commercial break. Your kids have a fucking terrible mom. I feel sorry for them. Faust also told Cooper, you're nothing and you're trash. Also called her fat, stupid, and nasty. The crude verbal abuse stems from Cooper poking fun at Faust over his problems with his computer while the pair were on air. Off-air, Faust warned Cooper not to return to the show. If you come back, I'm going to be in your shit every fucking day, he said. Cooper defended herself throughout the ugly incident, telling Faust to grow up. Cooper apparently left the show the same day the endless insults were hurled at her, according to the dispatch. As for Faust, it appears his duties at the radio station are on hold. Yeah, yeah, you're going to get fired for that in this day and age. But I can tell you for a fact that the most entertaining, like, look, I know that we did our jobs and we entertained you while we were on the air. The most entertaining stuff happened off the air. I mean, sometimes we would tell you about it when we came back on the air, but the most entertaining stuff happened off the air. And some of it some of it was tirades like that. I'm not gonna say who who said what or or I, I think you can all imagine. I remember once I uh I'll say I was called a Nazi by somebody. And this is back in the day when you really couldn't come back from being called a Nazi. And I demanded an apology, so I didn't get the apology, so I decided to fucking rip her apart on the air. I mean, the mistake, like, like, look here. That is a lion's den. When you are in a studio, that is a lion's den, especially when it's a team show. And a team show, like, a lot of people used to ask, the, the number one question we always got when we would put out videos was what are the ping pong paddles for? And near the end of my time there, I said, I don't know. I developed this this way to talk or no talk. The leader of the show, he, he never had a ping pong paddle because he would start all the conversations. The ping pong paddles were between <laughs> and I. And it worked. Well, it worked when somebody used their paddle. Most of the time the paddle was in their lap. And the host would say something, and I would have a quick comment or a quick joke to tell because that was my job. And instead of being able to, she would jump in. There were a lot of conversations about that. But yes, let me just tell you that these conversations happen all the time in radio. And a lot of times, and I was surprised that we did remain friends for all those years. Now, no, not at all. Um... 
But, like, when you hear stories about people like Mark and Brian, Mark and Brian, if you don't know who they are, a tremendously successful syndicated radio show out of L.A. They started in Alabama, and our consultant found them and brought them to L.A., and he was their program director. Those two guys hated each other. Literally hated each other. Uh, Kevin and Bean... One of those guys was in Seattle for a reason. He didn't like the other guy. I don't know too much about Lex and Terry, but I I know that a lot of those old shows like that, they did not like one another. And as far as other radio hosts goes, we hate everybody. If you don't work for our station, fuck you. That that, That was the mindset we had. We hated everybody. And everybody knew that we hated them. And that was so fun. That that was the best part of my job is that it happened one time. And and I just laughed my ass off when Walt Ray went to the Eagle. He started like, like he left TV for a little while. And then he went to the Eagle and I remember one time, I remember kind of like meeting him in the break room. And I was very cordial to him. I was very nice to him because I'm a pretty cordial and nice person sometimes. But when you start talking shit, don't talk shit to me. If I'm trying to be nice or if I'm trying to be cordial to you, don't, don't run any shit on me. Walked in there. And he said laughingly, and it was it was playful, but you, you still don't say this shit. He goes, he goes, your time on top is almost over. We're coming for you. And I laughed it off. And I was like, okay, all right. Next time I saw Walt, he had been already terminated from the radio station because their ratings sucked and were nowhere near us. I saw him when I was uh, I was on the uh, the morning show once with uh, Mark S. Allen, and Walt comes up to me, old buddy, buddy. It's like, hey, Arnie, how you doing? I haven't seen you since you know back at Intercom. That's when it was called that. And I looked at him. I said, yeah, when you were coming for us, when our lead wasn't safe. He just kind of walked away. Walt went to the radio, failed miserably, and now he's, uh, I think he's still on uh, the Morning Blend on, on Channel 8 with Marcus Allen and whoever else hosts those shows. But yeah, he went back to TV. Look, he's a TV guy. And, and, and everybody always wants to know this, you know. And in Reno, it was really this way. Sacramento, it wasn't as bad. That radio people hate TV people and TV people hate radio people. In Sacramento, it was a lot closer to being admirable to each other. We didn't really like one another, but we didn't let our hostility shows. TV people in Reno, though, they were fucking, they were our targets as we were their targets. Uh, oh, man. God Almighty. Uh, see, and, and this is the bad part, and this is what I feel bad about. 
I, I, I feel I say I feel bad. I don't really feel bad about it. Um, this is why podcasting will overtake radio if it already hasn't. Radio, first of all, is too expensive to advertise on because nobody's really listening to the radio anymore. I mean, you got your diehards that are still going to be there, but they, they're, they're slowly dipping out because they're finding that podcasts don't have to tiptoe around double entendre or saying words like fucking shit. I think the, the modern-day listener is tired of being treated like they're a child and being talked to like they're a child, where you have to say doo-doo or poo-poo. And the other thing that, that radio has turned into, sadly, is nothing but a gigantic advertisement for whatever guest you have in. It's not about talking about stories. It's not about having fun anymore. It's all about how much, how many sponsorships we can get and all this. And, and I don't mind that. They're making money. Hey, great, good for you. But you've lost the integrity of what morning radio was. A lot of people will ask me, What's your show about? And uh, when I went to the, the physical last week, doctor asked me what I did, and I told him. And he goes, well, what's your show about? And I said, well, it's like an old-school morning radio show. Back in the days when old-school morning radio shows were fun to listen to, they hit you with some serious stories here and there, and then they give you crazy stories like Dan Orlowski farting on the air. That's a story you probably couldn't tell on the radio today because it involved a bodily f- function that happened below the waist. That was the ruling of the FCC. But morning radio has changed. So radio in general has changed so much. that I, The only time that we listen to it here in Dallas, and, and this used to be a great radio market, is if I don't have my phone synced up to the truck and we have 99.5 KPLEX on the air, usually it's in the afternoon, and it is this guy who is just awful. I mean, he is terrible. This is a guy I was on with recently when he left his cooler, his Yeti cooler at a party and somebody stole it. Of course somebody's going to steal a Yeti cooler, especially if it's got beer in there. And I'm talking to him. I'm like, well, why don't you just take your radio money and go buy a new one? Oh, well, radio doesn't pay. I'm like, well, first of all, it does. Well, how do you know that? And I told him, he goes, oh, that was the heyday of radio. I'm like, dude, you live in an apartment building in downtown Dallas that has a concierge. Now, I don't know about y'all. I lived in plenty of apartments in my radio career, and not a one of them had a concierge. By the way, the usual price for downtown Dallas apartments is right around twenty-five to twenty-six hundred dollars a month. Swoosh says, "Morning, all. Couldn't sleep last night, so I finished Stranger Things. Of course, I pass out at four a.m. and just woke up, but glad I caught the last hour of the show or so. Okay, good. I'm glad you're here, buddy." Christopher says, "Ding, ding, ding. Yeah, I mean, radio is just—it's sad. I wonder if Weenie and the Butt hated each other off the air." Hashtag family guy. Uh, Arnie, you're the only radio I listen to anymore. Otherwise, it's Pandora. 
I just can't like I can't listen to it just for the simple fact that every DJ, in my opinion, sucks. What does a concierge do for you? Well, the the real question is, what will a concierge not do for you? They can get you tickets to events. They they make your life. They're kind of like a a butler that doesn't clean up after you. But if you need tickets to a certain show, they have connections. They they call down for your car. They 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 make they're almost almost like an assistant to you, and that comes with the building. Usually, you find concierges at at uh, pricey hotels. I remember uh, when I went to Chicago, uh, the concierge at my sister's building, because she she had an apartment building in in downtown Chicago. Right by Navy Pier. And uh, it was a tiny little apartment. It was expensive as hell, but they used it for, you know, because they'd go up to Chicago a lot to do their business. Um, but that's how I got I, I got my first t- tickets to Wrigley was through them. I got great tickets from them. But you see a lot of concierges in places like... Um, Like New York, uh, especially New York City. New York City! They can get you all kind of like, you know, uh, Broadway show tickets, tickets to, to see whoever's, you know, performing in town. That's what they do. That's what a concierge does. So there you go. And now you have one in your apartment building. Now, I... I this ne- look, I, I'm sorry, but this next story is, is a bunch of bullshit. This, uh, here, I'll share the picture with you. And, and this gal is gross. She is just, she's repulsive. Mary Magdalene, who that's what she says her name is, the surgery-addicted social media star. How, how are you surgery-addicted? I mean, do, do you go to SA Surgery Anonymous? She boasts of the world's fattest vagina. And her boobs weigh about 20 pounds each. And her ass, she can no longer walk. She has to go places in on a wheelchair. She's forked out more than $100,000 on plastic surgery over the years. She wrote, my boobs are so heavy, I want to buy a mobility scooter, and I'm in pain when I walk, but I think uh, people will think I'm just trying to get attention, and really, that's the part that people are going to think you're trying to get attention. When your boobs weigh 20 pounds each, the horse, she looks like something out of a Saw movie. Do you remember Tim Curry in Home Alone 2, that uh, concierge? Why not just get a reduction to be mobile? Well, because she's addicted to it. My boobs and ass are so heavy that I no longer have ankles because my legs are always swollen. Well, let me just go ahead and say this real quick. You did it to yourself. 
Take this shit out. Take them gigantic gazongas you got out. Because, by the way, nobody likes them that big. And this weird ass surgery you got, that, that, that's just ridiculous. Oh, that is this? Wow. There's a, they show the before. If you scroll down the before pictures of this gal, uh, and then she starts getting face tattoos and all kinds of fucking shit. She's gross. She's, she's repugnant. I've said this before, and I'll say it again. These so-called doctors should have their licenses pulled for this crap. It's in the frickin' Hippocratic Oath. First, do no harm. Now, now look here. That is very true. And a lot of these women, like this, will go to Brazil. Brazil is actually the capital of plastic surgery in the world. And Brazilian doctors, they don't give a shit. But I agree with you. I totally agree with you that there should be accountability on this. She says, hey, babe, I bet you know a surgeon that can undo it. Yeah. Those fine fellows from Botch can just fucking, all you got to do is take a couple scalpels, go, take them big old soccer balls out of your titties, take that fucking, I don't know, what looks like a bedpan you got shoved in each side of your ass, take that out and you'll be fine. And then drain your lips. Yeah, she was a pretty normal gal before. I mean, you look at her before pictures, you go, what happened? She's a decent-looking chick. And then, oh, goddamn, you go down one more picture too far, and it's like, holy shit. Yeah, I, I, I don't feel bad for her. And by the way, there's no such thing as being surgery addicted. I'm sorry. Last story of this break. Like the great Dr. Axel Rose says, if you got the money, honey, we got your disease. The lips are the worst. Yeah, her lips are horrible. Uh, there's an art festival going on in Portland. Now, 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 see if you can find where the racism is here. Oh, I didn't know that. Plastic surgeons have made it. They can't be sued for more than a certain amount. In California, it's really low because it's, quote, elective surgery. That's bullshit. That, is, that really is. See if you can, can you find the racism in this story? Portland Art Festival is being hosted uh, this, this weekend. It's free for black folks. Everybody else, it costs $80. A description for the event states that guests participate in an experience that weaves together food and art, where an event host works with black artists who create a multi-course vegan gluten-free meal based off the artist's work. The whole thing is free or by no donation for black folks and $80 for everybody else. Only I learned that from my housewives. You're welcome. See, you can learn stuff from those shows. I appreciate that. I really do. I'm glad you learned. I learn a lot of shit from TV.
The event is being hosted by the Portland Institute for Contemporary Art. According to their website, the time-based art festival pushes against this edge of what it means to make and who can participate in contemporary art. So if you're a white artist, fuck you. If you're half black, is that a 50% discount? Well, uh, who's this? Um, Hold on a second. Let's see if we can find something here. Um, uh, Contemporary Art Museum. No, I don't want Art Fox News. The Portland Art Festival. Uh, okay, let's see. Uh, okay, we got to Google something here. Okay, contact number for Portland Art Festival. Hmm. Is there no contact number? At the Pearl? Oh, there we go. Oh, there we go. Okay, sweet. Found the number. Star six seven, of course. Five oh three. Two two four. Pika. Portland Institute for Contemporary Art. Okay, that makes sense. P. I. C. A. Here we go. Probably not open yet. I have not discussed that. You're out. I'm excited, too. Chicago PD. And Chicago Fire. Oh, is no one answering? Your call has been forwarded to the voicemail for... Samantha Olstein. No one is available to take your call. At the tone, please record your message. When you've finished recording, you may hang up or press the pound key for more options. Yeah, hi. Uh, my name is Jamal Jackson, and I was looking to attend your uh, art festival. I don't have the $80, though, and my mom was white and my dad was black. So is it only 40 Please let me know. Thank you. There you go. Now, there's a number, another number that I tried to call last week. I think this one's it. Thank you for calling the offices of Governor Gavin Newsom. In order to expedite your call, please select from the following options. To continue in English, please press 1 now. For office hours, mailing address, fax number, or to email the office of Governor Newsom, please press 1. If you would like to speak to a representative, please press 6. Please wait while your call is being transferred. You will be connected to the next available representative. If your call does not require assistance and you would like to leave a recorded message with an opinion or suggestion, please press 3. Please be advised that a representative will listen to your message and register your comments. However, our office does not have the ability to return these calls or open casework based on messages. That's okay. I put it on mute so we could talk to each other here. 
I'm just waiting for somebody to get this. You should ask them how they like being as racist as David Duke. Uh, if that show was realistic, they'd be roping off shootings. Uh, tell them you're white, but you have burns over 50% of your body. Now, why am I waiting so long to talk to somebody in the governor's office? This is a shame. Thank you for holding. We look forward to hearing from you. A member of Governor Newsom's staff will be with you shortly. Awesome. Please hold during the silence. You can also visit our website at gov.ca.gov to request assistance or to leave a comment. Oh, I'm going to go to hell for this one. Oh, yeah. Oh, man. Come on. Somebody get on the horn with me here. This is eating up time, people. Time. I have FDA warnings to put out. I have to talk about an Oregon mom that failed miserably. Asking Newsom's people to admit they're going after DeSantis because he's going to run in 2024. Oh, believe me. Swoosh, I, I, I press three and leave a message. They won't ever answer. If your call does not require assistance and you would like to leave a recorded message with an opinion or suggestion, please press three. Please be advised. I'm just going to leave a message. Please hold while I transfer your call. Good. Please leave a message at the tone. When finished, you may hang up or press pound for additional options. Uh, yes, I would like to commend the governor for standing up against these these plane flights and these, these buses, for, for using these people uh, to, to get around. I heard that these people are not even paying to ride in those buses. Well, how are the bus drivers supposed to be getting paid? I'd like to know that. Governor Newsom, you do your job. You keep doing it well. You keep the homeless people on the streets all day and all night if you need to. And we hope that you run for president because that dirty Ron DeSantis would make a tremendous president and you would follow in the footsteps of Gaffy Joe. There you go. There you go. I just had to get some of that. Ask Newsom what the percentage black and Latinos go to the wineries in Napa. No shit. Ask Newsom what the specials are at the French Laundry. Yeah, we can do that later. We can always ask those questions. Um, seven seven five three five seven fans Arnie Radio One at Gmail dot com. Last night, a little pain. 
Money talks, but it can't touch my three lock box. Okay. 
Uh, you're out, says this is one of my faves. No matter, no one ever plays Eat em and Smile. One of the best out. I love the Eat em and Smile record. David Lee Ross first solo record. I mean, you had Yankee Rose on there. We played Tobacco Road, which is a great song. Bump and Grind was on there. It's a good album. It's a great album. I remember, I remember when it came out. I was, uh, I was visiting my sisters in St. Louis for like a week. And my brother-in-law, Jim, had this amazing stereo system. And uh, he let me, you know, use it. And I had a cassette because I wasn't cool like him to have a CD player yet. I had a cassette of this, and I blared this album. I mean, you could hear it on the streets. Good album. He had a great band behind him. His voice at that time was strong. Good, good album. I love that album. Uh, Also, did you hear DLR's new version of Ain't Talking About Love? No, but I have it in front of me, so here we go. is easily probably my favorite Van Halen song of all time. That that that's an abortion. That is terrible. No, he doesn't have tonsillitis. He he just doesn't have a voice anymore. Mm. We need a duet of David Lee Roth and Vince Neil. Call it the Rasp and Mumble Four. Oh, I promise never to play those ever again. Wow. Those are bad. Um, I've gotten a bunch of sto- a couple stories sent to me. I'm gonna do these stories, even though this is supposed to be the lighthearted fun break. But this is gonna be lighthearted and fun and stupid in the first one here. Thank you to Jen for sending me this story about a Canadian school board who's standing behind a trans teacher who showed up to work with blonde hair wig. 
and two gigantic prosthetic boobs. The blonde teacher went viral after being filmed operating a cutoff saw in class while wearing a tight black shorts and balloon-like breasts drooping around with nipples popping out, gigantic nipples. The Halton District School Board confirmed that the person getting significant attention online was an Oakville High teacher. They refused to identify her. I think she'd be pretty easy to fucking find. Now, now, why is this being allowed in schools? The kids here most definitely don't think it's normal, but realistically, we can't say anything. Yeah, you can. Get this fucking teacher out of here. This is bullshit. There have already been protests and complaints by parents. Hey, it's Canada, so they're going to get away with getting away with a lot of this shit. This is ridiculous. This is so dumb. I would I, I honestly have to think that this is some kind of farce. Because I mean, I, I, I shared the story with you, and you can see the pictures of this gal's nipples posting through. This has to be a joke, right? Ozzy is using auto two now. He seriously needs to hang it up, yeah. It's a dude, and he's dressed as an anime character. It's part of a sexual fantasy of his, so the school is supporting pedophilia. Arnie, you just reminded me of something that someone recently told me. A lot of girls that color their hair pink or blue are really telling you their chosen gender. Have you heard of this? Any truth? No, I, I, I haven't heard of it. And by the way, it just everybody just stop. Just come on. And, and the next story that I'm about to read, Alicia sent me. And it, it, it just breaks my will to live. And I'm glad it's not happening in my state. This is the most disgusting thing I've seen in a while now. And shocking, shocking that it was passed by State Senator Scott Weiner. On August 31st, the California State Senate passed a bill that if signed into law will give California courts temporary emergency jurisdiction over any child who travels to the state seeking gender transition surgeries and cross-sex hormones regardless of which state they they legally reside in. The bill known as SB 107 was put forward by State Senator Scott Weiner, also the same guy who put forward a bill that was passed that you can have sex with someone 10 years you're younger, In a vote of 30 to 9 with overwhelming Democratic support, SB 107, co-sponsored by Equality California, Planned Parenthood, and Democrats, it will pass. SB 107 ensures that California is a refuge state for trans kids. The bill is now on Gavin Newsom's desk to be signed. Someone who countered this, and it's true, SB 107 was one of the greatest threats to parental rights in recent years. If Governor Newsom foolishly signs this measure, California should brace for lawsuits. Other states' attorney generals will not sit idly by as California steals children from parents who don't want them sterilized with these treatments. 
I, I don't even need to go on, do I? I mean, this is this is sickening on so many levels. Come to California and get your dick cut off. Uh, let's see. Um, I mean, you could fire her just based on dress code violations. You can't wear spandex and operate a saw like that safely. They're blurring the lines here. This person sounds like a sexual pervert, not an actual transgender person. Well, we've opened up the world to them. Many kids have complained it's making them uncomfortable. One or two kids, they can be moved, but nearly half a class, you remove the teacher. You would think, but no, you're going to be force-fed this. This is being rammed down your throat, no pun intended. What is worse is the way we using the saw. Worst teacher ever. Next, we'll see Prime Minister Pierre work fake boobs as an example of inclusion. I occasionally dye pieces of my hair blue, Dodgers, Cowboys, Wolfpack, and I can assure the entire world that I am not a boy and I am not a lesbian. Seriously, though, when does the coup start? The hell is this world coming to? For fuck's sake, how are we allowing pedophilia in any way? This is just sick, and these people need a reckoning. Boy, imagine if Mark McCain from the Rifleman ran away from home and got a sex change surgery in the Old West. Uh, you know what? I did those stories because I didn't want to beat, be beat to the punch on them. Society is slowly making me rethink me wanting to do anything that helps society or, or does anything good for society because society is just, they, nobody's standing up to this. Why are there not thousands of people in front of the, the, the governor's mansion for this? Oh, that's right. Those people all have fucking jobs. Well, it's time to start taking time off of work to start protesting this bullshit. I mean, do you really want a 22-year-old dating a 12-year-old? It's legal there. Do you really want your state to be known as the state where kids come to to get sex reassignment surgery? And then what? In 10 years, we're going to be hearing nothing but these stories. And by the way, when we start to hear those stories of these people who had to have to have to be reassigned, I'm just going to tell you. I don't want to say I told you so. I don't want to blow our own horn, but toot, toot. And I am not going to have any sorrow, any remorse for you. That ends in 2022. When the clock strikes midnight on January 1st, anybody who who goes to get reassignment surgery after having reassignment surgery, I don't feel bad for you anymore. You chose this. And these people that allow their children, we, we heard a story about a kid who started at six, When that comes, and the kid is 10 now, when that kid's 20 years old, 
and he's on whatever fucking doctor insert name here, because Dr. Phil will probably be dead then. Oh, I don't know what my parents were thinking. You went along with You could have said, no, I'm a little boy. Your parents should be put in jail. If you give your kids reassignment surgery before the age of 18, I'll just go ahead and say it. You should be put in jail. Now, look, if you want to dress them up like a little girl until they're 18, I I think you're fucking with their brains, but okay. But to have them go under the knife and get parts of their body cut off and added on to? The fuck is wrong with you? Might I suggest going to Cambodia for your sex change operation? (laughs) Oh, all right. Enough of that. Enough of the harsh shit. Let's have a little bit of fun here, shall we? To end out the show. Now, I, I don't really think that we need the FDA to warn us about this, but because kids are stupid and will look for the next way to get high or get drunk, let's all remember the eye guzzling that kids were doing with vodka. They would put a bottle of vodka to their eye and open it up and let the vodka go in that way. That was causing all kinds of eye damage. Shocking. Remember the boys that would sit, they, they would dip tampons in alcohol and then insert them into their asses. And they were getting all kinds of drunk that way. Remember, there were lots of problems there. Do we not remember the Tide Pod Challenge? Well, ladies and gentlemen, the FDA. I was driving, couldn't comment, but that teacher with the ginormous boobs for me it was the nips. If a female-born teacher walked around with those nips, they w- wouldn't tie school, say, no way. Yeah, the school would fucking turn them away. Also, butthole chugging. You're, you're right about that. They said it's okay that he's expressing himself or herself. I think that's horseshit. The United States Food and Drug Administration has flagged the TikTok trend where kids are using NyQuil to cook their chicken in. It's vegan because it's strawberry milk and not, like, cow milk. You know what I mean? This is that generation, people. Over-the-counter medicines like NyQuil can become more concentrated when boiled and could lead to lung damage and other issues. And what kids are doing is they're actually cook. Oh, my God. Here's the video here. I'll play it for you. This is fucking retarded. I, I, I hate our youth. I hate our youth so much. If you're looking to get high, smoke some weed. Or get an older sibling to buy you beer, just like we did. I've done this in the past, and usually I use about, you know, four-thirds of the bottle. And uh, if it's your four first time doing this, you can get away with using about a fifth. Season that NyQuil in there just at the right temperature. You never want to let it sit there and sizzle for about, you know... Five to 30 minutes. Make sure you're constantly flipping over the chicken. You don't want to give one side more attention than the other. Oh, sometimes this steam really makes you sleepy. Woo. Oh. What you're looking for is that blue color right there. All right, then you can turn it off. 
Ooh, yeah, that's steam, baby. Drain the unused right back into the NyQuil. Right can, back like into the NyQuil. Boom, oh, yeah, can. you've never heard of salmonella, have you? That's got to be the dumbest human being I've ever seen. He literally, I, I shared the video with you guys. He, he takes the chicken out, the raw chicken that he once had in there, that he covered in the NyQuil. What the hell is this? David Beckham cutting himself. I don't care. He then pours out the NyQuil back into the NyQuil bottle. That's got raw chicken juice on it there, Chief. Yes, he did say four-thirds of the bottle. That's Cosby fried chicken. How are kids getting NyQuil? Their parents probably. Adios, Ogre. Have a great day. Jesus fucking Christ, TikTok is the fucking devil. Please, God, send that meteor today. Uh, I love the five to 30 minutes. Yeah, that was, I think that was my five part. Let it let it let it cook in there for anywhere between five and thirty minutes. Well, that's a that's an awful long time. If you were to say like five and seven minutes, I can get behind that. But five and thirty minutes, you don't need. You you, you do not need to be fucking doing this cooking. Your mama should come home and slap the shit out of you. Who put Nyquil in the frying pan? First of all, that is going to stank up the house like that. And he didn't even have a fan going. Is this the same guy that started the Tide Pod Challenge? Probably. So, uh, warning to everybody, let me do my part here. Do not cook your chicken in NyQuil. There is no point in my entire career I thought I would ever have to utter that warning. Good God. Fucking A. I swear to God, people are so damn dumb. All right, I'll save that one there. Since we're talking about food. It was uh, the five to 30 minutes that got you, not the four. Oh, the four thirds had me too. Four thirds had me. But when he said, you know, five to 30 minutes, I was like, whoa. A senior Russian official has suggested that residents of his country, who, by the way, are starving right now, need to chow down on meat alternatives, such as vegetable protein or, or, Fly larva. Fly larva, also known as maggots. That's right. You should be eating maggots to uptake your your protein intake. Do like the Native Americans. Put a piece of meat out and let it sit in the sun. Let flies lay their eggs on it and poof, you have more protein in your meal. Deputy Prime Minister Denis Amanturov who's also the Minister of Industry and Trade, told onlookers 
at the In Food exhibition that he would continue to experiment with alternative meats. He said, to be honest, I couldn't tell the difference. Yeah, I could. I could because when I saw them moving on my plate, it made me go, Here's an idea. Here's an idea. Get out of the war that you're in and let people back to work so they can afford to buy actual food to where you're not eating fucking maggots. Okay, I'm going to say it now. If real meat goes away, I'm taking up tofu, not maggots. Oh, I ain't ever going to eat a maggot. That's disgusting. Uh, the Maggots are the grossest. I, the, you want to gross me out, you show me a pile of maggots. Man, that is just disgusting. Yuck. By the way, experts are now out warning against the one-chip challenge. We've all seen this, right? Where, where you eat this really, really hot chip, and then you have to not drink anything for five minutes. Well, guess what? Kids are doing it now, and kids are ending up in the hospital. Well, that's great, isn't it? Let's see how stupid we can be. Let's just put fire in our mouths, why don't we? I Look, look, look. I'm not opposed to people wanting to eat spicy or hot foods. I don't get it. I just don't get it. Like, like if I if I want to test my manhood, I'll go into a bad neighborhood and start yelling out slurs. That's how I that, that that's how we were taught to do it, not by eating a chip, and it's real real hot. The the new the new challenge now the chip turns your mouth blue. Maggots are the reason I was never on Fear Factor. Yeah. I, I, that show was too much. You haven't lived until you boiled eggs and Benadryl. Yum. I, I don't understand these hot foods. Maybe, maybe I'll like them and, and that's cool and everything. But kids are ending up in the hospital. They show this one girl about to do it. A young girl accepted a $50 bet to eat the chip. She ended up in the hospital. Experts have warned against the spicy challenge because it causes intense side effects that have some sent some to the. Yeah, the intense side effects are your gut is on fire, and don't even get me started on how the shit's gonna be. Idiots. Speaking of idiots, oh goddamn, is this great? A mugger who was on patrol, or who was on parole. So this guy was mugging people. He got arrested. They said, oh, okay, well, let him go because our jails are too crowded. And he's only mugging people. That's all. His name is Robert Compton. Well, he decided that he was going to rob two men. That did not go the way that he thought, though. No. Instead, and I have to laugh at this, instead the men who were trained in martial arts. The man comes attack you and you know Kung Fu, you're going to high yah him, right? And that's what those two men did. They high yawed him to death. Nathan, call 911. Yeah, we need to get a stretcher out here. 
In the beginning, Compton pointed a fake gun and told them, Give me all your shit. One of the men grabbed the gun and used martial arts to bring him to the ground. Oh, he roundhoused him. It was like a, it was like a moment from the greatest movie ever. Roadhouse. He roundhoused his ass. Restraining Compton, they called 911. Police gave Compton CPR and transported him to Staten Island University where he was pronounced dead. So two guys, why didn't they just hold him down? That's that. I'm experienced in martial arts. My wife is too. And you know what? When you have somebody passed out, you let him go. Uh, let it go at that point. They acted in self-defense. Did he put a chokehold on him? If they put, if the guy put a chokehold on him, then hey, too damn bad. You fucked around and you found out. You see, this is the most Im- yeah. This is one of the most important lessons that you can teach anybody. And I had, I did learn it the hard way. But I did learn it. That somebody out there has got your number. Hey, you, not, you might not run into them today or tomorrow. You pick a fight with somebody, somebody has got your motherfucking number. And they will either high-yaw you, they'll put you in a sleeper hold, and they don't know when to take it off. That's the big thing with the, with the chokehold. There's a lot of people who use it, and they cut off too much air, and the person ends up dying. Well, if you're going to hold a gun at me, I'm going to fucking retaliate. And this is the other thing now. It's another reason why people don't fight anymore. Is because I, I don't carry a gun with me. I, I don't carry anything with me. I am willing to fight to the death, though. Because that's the world that we live in now. You can no longer have a good old-fashioned street fight with anybody because everybody's got MMA training, and if you don't kill them, they're going to kill you. And if they ain't got a gun or a knife and you don't, or if they have a gun or a knife and you don't, that's it. Alicia says, good, they did their community service. Amen. Amen to that. You fucked around and you found out, dummy. Oh, you shouldn't have to die for mugging people. Shut up. Oh, bullshit. Mm-hmm. Or... Shut up in Chinese. Bi zui. Bi zui. Bi zui. Oh, that, that doesn't deserve a death sentence. The fuck it don't. Final story of the day. Um, this story is out of New York City. New York City! The 46-year-old victim was inside of a subway train entering the 145th Street Station on September 4th when the incident happened. A man walked into the train, dropped his pants exposed his genitals in front of the woman, and started to masturbate. Holy shit! No physical injuries were reported as a result of the incident. Anyone information in regard to the incident is asked to call the NYPD Crime Stopper line, which they should not fucking offer that number to me. Seven, seven, 
577 tips 8477 there we go New York City Yeah uh I was wondering uh I heard of the story about the guy who uh exposed himself on the train I was wondering do they have a description of his penis uh, not that I'm aware of. All right. Was it was it big? Was it flaccid? Anything like that? Uh, I'm not sure about that. Because I, I, I see a guy in the gym, and he, he kind of fits like that kind of persona. Why, why are you inquiring about his uh, his private area? Well, because he, he, he whipped it out on a train, and, and I just want to make sure it's not this guy in the gym next to me. Yeah, I'm not sure of the description of his uh, private part. All right. Well, thank you for your time. I appreciate that. I love you. All right. You have a great day. There you go. Now, if you know how to put someone there, they're going to hold you there and make sure you have zero fucking light fight left in you. Probably shouldn't have tried being a dirtbag. Sorry, you made a poor choice. Oh, very true. You know, they have a picture of the guy, too. He's got a black eye. I wonder why he has a black eye. You, you know, ladies, let me just tell you real quick. The be- I, I would think that the best thing you could do if a guy started to do that in front of you is probably laugh at him. Because that's never a good feeling. When a guy has his pants down and there's laughter in the room, that doesn't feel good. Does not feel good at all. No injuries? How aggressively does one have to masturbate to hurt another? But you never know. I mean, he could he could shoot like fucking put Peter North. He could put an eye out with that thing. You don't want that. That would be the worst. Why are you inquiring about his private parts? Well, he did masturbate on a plane or, or, or on some. I mean, Jesus. Uh, all right, that's going to do it for us today. We will be back tomorrow. Lake Tahoe Joe Murphy on the show tomorrow. All of our football picks, college and pro, will be happening tomorrow as well. And remember, every room you walk in is better. Why? Because you are in there. So until tomorrow, y'all have a fantastic and lovely hump day. Adios. I got a feeling called the blues. Oh, Lord, since my baby said goodbye. Hey, Lord, I don't know what to do All I do is sit inside Oh, Lord, the last long day She said goodbye Dear Lord, I thought I would cry She'll do me, she'll do you She's got that kind of loving Lord, I love to hear her when she calls me sweet and
but that gal wouldn't stay And now that she is leaving This is all I can say I got a feeling called the blues Oh Lord, since my baby said goodbye Hey Lord, I don't know what to do All I do is sit inside Oh Lord, That kind of loving Lord, I love to hear her When she calls my sweet daddy Such a beautiful dream I hate to think it's all over I lost my heart, it seems I've grown so used to you somehow Thought I'm nobody's sugar Law enforcement is outside waiting to arrest him.